Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. As I usually say, we hope this finds you well. Welcome to the highlight segment where we, as co-hosts and within the community of Within Thin Lines, we want to give back to a organization that has given us the ultimate inspiration. Now, being a podcast that recently kicked off, I mean, sure, it's been in the works for a couple years now. If it weren't for Traverse City Whiskey, I don't think we would have launched. And what I mean by that is we have our ideas, we have our plans, but out of random, I, I looked up the whiskey and I contacted them and they were more than willing to be a promoter, to be a plug for our first episode. And we are grateful for that. We are grateful for the willingness. We are grateful for their their desire and humbleness. And truly, when I reached out to them, they were humble and honored to be here. Just as we are for them to be here as well. So, with that being said, here is our interview highlight with Chris from Traverse City Whiskey. Randy and I, we've had a, an aspiration to hold a podcast for education, for news, humor, just to build a uh, content, you know, for, for people within the service. So military, law enforcement, paramedics, firefighters, nurses, all of it. Um, yep. And I know for us, how we could have a great sense of communication and a relationship is by sitting around a little bottle of bourbon or whiskey or having a cigar. You know, so we yep. ran this, we ran with the idea like, hey, let's make a podcast have the content, yep. but at the end, kind of promote a different company, you know, throughout the country. So, yep. and yep. Uh, when, when we kind of developed our research, you guys were the first ones in mind. And I just randomly sent an email to uh, you guys' uh, Instagram and someone referred me to somebody else and finally got a hold of somebody. And they said, we'd be, you guys be more than willing to, to participate. So we thank you for that. Um, yeah. We we are honored to have you here. So you, you currently are in Traverse? I am. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in Perfect. a production facility right now. Phenomenal. Is that pretty close to the uh, the cocktail lounge, or it is? It's about five or six miles away. So okay, yeah, it's very close. How's business going? It's great. It's great. We're um, we we did a, a blitz of whiskey at the end of the year, and now we've uh, we've actually migrated to uh, cocktail cherry production. Ooh, nice. I think that's the bottle we kind of shared throughout our podcast. Yep. That bottle's gone. <laughs> so, and I think uh, one of the, because at the end of our podcast or episode, we had a, a review segment and how I phrase it is that it went down like iced tea, you know, like it just, it was yeah. so smooth. The flavor was yeah. there. And uh, yeah. we talked about how like every bourbon and whiskey has a story to tell, but you guys just went right to the point. You know, it was, it didn't, it didn't kick you off your butt onto your seat. You know, it was just full flavor. It was smoky and the cherry, I mean, Cherry Capital, right? You have to represent it. And it wasn't bitter at all. It was very, very, very smooth. So it was phenomenal. Yeah, it was Glad phenomenal. It. Yeah, no, honestly, thank you for everything we sent. We got plenty more to sample. And uh, I know when we do our recap at the end of the year, where we kind of plan on reviewing all the bourbons, uh, that's when we crack all the other bottles and just talk more about it, you know? So 
but now we're going to do sampling and uh, tasting at the end of this. We'll incorporate that as well. So Randy's got some. I'll, I'll get a glass for myself. But, um, but yeah, let's get to some of the questions. You know, that was my introduction. Randy, if you want to add anything about yourself. Uh, first of all, I'd like to say uh, I was buying your stuff uh, for many years now. Um, really, because I wanted to support the local. Um, but it's just delicious. So it's hard to, hard to beat that. So thank you for uh, what you guys do. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no. So, what can I give us your story of how things started? Because uh, clearly, somebody knew somebody, and uh, somebody had an idea for some uh, awesome whiskey. So, please uh, give us some of your story here. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so we we kind of had this realization uh, in the last week or so that we are creeping up on the ten year anniversary of um, the idea that birthed Traverse City whiskey. Um, it was actually, it was about, it was just over 10 years ago when my father and I found a set of my great grandfather's distilling patents in um, out at our family's cherry farm up here in Empire, which is about 15 minutes west of Traverse City. Came across these patents. They were for uh, distilling techniques uh, that my great grandfather had patented during the US prohibition. At the time I was a whiskey nerd and shared this cool family artifact with my current business partners and over more than one whiskey one night we we crafted this idea called traverse city whiskey and um through a friend of a friend after exploring kind of these you know navigating the waters of how do you do this how do you turn a passion into a you know a business we we came across a a friend of a friend that um, knew knew the guy at a distillery down in Indiana called MGP, um, who had access to a lot uh, a lot of twenty bourbon barrels that were aged for that had been aged for four years, and it just so happens that this lot of barrels was, you know, we had sampled it and we're like, wow, this is this could not be closer. This could not hit more home with our our personal you know, preferred flavor profile. Um, our palates just resonated like crazy. And we had tried dozens and dozens of, you know, the good, the bad, the ugly. You, you have to try it all to understand what you like and what you don't like. And at the time um, I was in management consulting, my business partners were in uh, practice, they were practicing attorneys and we were really trying to get away from the corporate grind. So we pooled our, um, combined life savings, purchased the 20 bourbon barrels and developed a brand called Traverse City Whiskey. And by the end of the first year, uh, we sold our first bottle in July of 2012. And by the end of 2012, we were in the process of quitting our full-time jobs. So a long-winded, how did you guys get started? But that's how we got started. No, that's perfect. That is phenomenal. I mean, it was, it's yourself and two others that, uh, Started yep. this, correct? Yep, we were uh, all buddies from uh, Michigan State. Oh, perfect. Okay, so you knew them, knew them for a while. Yep. Who, uh, I guess, who would be the the brains of it? You know, the flavor aspects. You know, who comes up with these ideas? I just saw you release an apple uh, whiskey as well. Yeah. Yep. Yep. This uh, this fine bottle right here, oh. actually. Um, no, you know, it's really interesting, you know, so the right now 
the our cherry whiskey is the best-selling craft spirit in the state of Michigan. And the reason I'm bringing that up right now is you ask the question, who's the brains? Well, the fact is the reason the reason that we as a company have been successful is because we all have unique skill. We have skill sets that are unique to each other, and no one person is great at you know sales and marketing or uh, production engineering or you know brand development. But our combined combined passion and combined skill sets are what kind of have formed you know a group that is has done I guess accomplished what we've accomplished and I'm, it's not tooting tooting our horn but it's sure we couldn't there's if there was one missing link between the three of us this wouldn't work absolutely yeah and that's probably great advice you know for us as well you know because we we just kicked off our podcast and it's yep. three of us you know we've known each other uh, a collective about 10 years but it was just if you don't have that relationship and everybody brings in their own little attribute um, it falls falls apart you know, yeah. so it's it's yep. great to see that this is a very. I mean, you're all from Michigan originally, correct? Yep. And yep. you st- stuck around Michigan, and now you've hit it hard. And and you're. St- I think I found that you covered around 26 states. Yeah, that's right. 26 Perfect. States. So how did you expand that far, like that far apart? How did you go from local into boom? We're covering more than half the country. That is a great question, and it's. It's interesting, you know, the back in 20, 2011, 2012, um, that was right about the time that whiskey was b- beginning to get popular, not just across the country, but across the world. And it was the first time in a long time that people had taken interest in aged spirits. And we went to, uh, it was like a distribution trade show. Um, in, in the world of spirits, um, as a brand, you're only allowed to partner with one distributor per state okay um legally you can't partner with more than one there's a few exceptions but that's generally the rule and we went to this trade show in 2013 and we were one of the few brands so again whiskey is just getting hot we were one of the few companies or distilleries that had aged whiskey or that was at least at the show and so we grabbed the attention of a lot of people really fast because, you know, we had something that we were ready to bring to market and service many markets. And it was really that timing. Like if we tried to do that, if we tried to go to the same trade show today, um, you know, outside of the COVID thing, we would have been a, you know, a small fish in a big pot. But because of just our timing, frankly, it was just, it was all timing that, allowed us to grow um, that far that fast. Sure. Now you kind of touch up on the subject that everybody hates to talk about and which is yeah. COVID. Um, yeah. I, but ultimately I think this is the the new age of the society we live now. You know, it's taken a big part of uh, our communities, our businesses. Um, so we hope that things went well for your organization, but is there any, you know, anything that has risen from the pandemic with with Traverse City Whiskey, is there have you changed gears into maybe expanding more? Or how did you, what did you do to overcome the business? You know the the maybe the lack thereof or the shortages from uh, the pandemic. Yeah, yeah, it was. 
I mean, it, it, it has not been great, that's for sure. Um, we were in a very fortunate position because we have this, this, this spirits manufacturer's license. And that allowed us to um, help a lot of people by making hand sanitizer. Um, I know it's kind of a, it's, it's something that I'm honestly, it's, if I didn't hear the word hand sanitizer again, I wouldn't be terrible. <laughs> um, sure. Yeah, it's something we lived and breathed for three months. We, I think we bottled like, we something like 21,000 gallons of sanitizer. And wow. In fact, we also donated a bunch of sanitizer to um, Mike Sheets and his crew at the, at the, uh, the firehouse downtown. Yep. Um, but that experience of transitioning to a new business within a business, you know, over the course of a week or two and having a team that believes in the cause and believes like really understands the role in society of being able to help people. Uh, we ended up hiring people during that exercise. Um, zero layoffs, zero uh, people quitting. Everybody just bound together, worked overtime. We bottled our faces off. And it, it really just kind of instilled this, I don't know, it was like this foundation within our culture that, that brought people together to, to work together to, you know, help benefit society. And I would say that's probably the coolest thing that came out of the pandemic. Absolutely. So it's yeah, so easy absolutely. to be all about negative, about all the negative things with this, but then there are some good things that come out of this. Uh, that being, you know, that being one of them. So that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We, Absolutely. Uh, there were <laughs> over the course of a week, we became the uh, second largest FedEx Express shipper in Northern Michigan, right behind Grand Traverse Pie Company. FedEx was dropping off uh, trailers in our yard to fill to fill up with hands and desert packages, which is it was like the weirdest thing ever. And it, you go from shipping zero units one day to the week after shipping we we're shipping up to a thousand or more per day and it was just overwhelming sure sure no it is and I, it's great to see that you guys are standing strong you know that you were able to adapt and to see and hear that you're you're hired more and you didn't lose any uh any any workers through it i mean that's that's phenomenal and what about a small business what about those pies though what were they doing with those pies <laughs> <laughs> Which trailer were they in? Okay. <laughs> well, question to go back on your roots on uh, on Michigan. Yeah. Why Why Traverse City? Traverse City. Uh, it's where I was born and raised. Okay. We, yeah, we. I grew up. Um, well, from day one up until I sh shipped off to East Lansing, uh, Michigan State, and then um, after traveling for work for. Um, not quite a decade. I uh, I wanted to return home, and I was always trying to figure out how I was going to get back in a way that would be constructive for you know my future and my family's future. And this was that ticket home. And it, it just you know I used to live in Chicago. I would always bring a group of my buddies up for a week long guys week uh, up in up in Traverse City, and you know we would go boating, uh, go out on hikes, shoot guns, just have a blast and it was that culture that i shared with this group of guys that really again it was kind of part of that foundation for the for the brand i guess 
True. And just be a Michigan native. And like you said, you kind of touch up on the subject of having a hobby. Yeah. Um, cause that's one of our questions for you yeah. as a, uh, as a podcast where we want to bring education and insight about news. We also want to bring a emphasis on remaining human, you know, as uh, public servants, you know, to, to remind ourselves that we need to have hobbies to, to be, you know, mentally, emotionally, and physically strong. And, uh, you know, one of our questions that we have for you is as, as an organization that works hard and always works hard to get where you're at now, what is your what is your out, output for maintaining a balance? You know, how do you, you talked about bringing your friends up to Traverse city when you used to live here in Chicago. Um, but on the off end, when you're not working, you know, what is your go-to to maintain stability? That's what do you do for fun? <laughs> Short terms. <laughs> that's a, that's a tr- based on the context of the question, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky question to answer. Uh, we've sure. been we've been grinding hard for years now, and I'm this year. I'm dedicated to practicing what I preach, and it has not always been that way. It's been we've we've worked tirelessly for too many too many consecutive years for for it to. It's just not sustainable. So, yeah, I mean, at this point, you know, beyond fitness and being outdoors, you know, every Every weekend, um, every opportunity, my my fiance and I and our buddy, you know, our friends were we're out on hikes, we're out boating, um, doing a lot of traveling uh, throughout Michigan, up into the UP, which is wonderful. A little cold this time of year, but um, yeah, it's it's really a there's always an emphasis on on being outdoors and kind of recharging in nature, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And when you live in God's country, that does help. <laughs> it certainly does help. Endless recreation. Mm-hmm. And we know that, like, and I hate to bounce around with the conversations, but yeah. this is probably a big topic for you, but your actual bottled gold. Yep. Can you tell us the secret other than the, the recipes you probably can't mention? But how do you go from, like what's your distillery process? You know, where do you get your ingredients? Where do you, how do you process this? For somebody who maybe that's listening to our podcast that has always dreamed about running their own whiskey company, yep. you know, what's, what's the process that you go through, through uh, Traverse City Whiskey? Yep. So there are, there are breweries and distilleries and wineries everywhere that are very keen on focusing on the local component to building their products. And I, I, or we as an organization, absolutely support that and believe in it. Our goal from day one was we're going to focus on building and creating the best, not necessarily from the farmer next door, but from, you know, the best, what is local, right? Is it, is it the hometown? Is it the region within the state? Is it the Midwest? And our answer to that question is it's as, Local is as local as possible, as long as it's going to help produce something that's great. And so Absolutely. All of our grains, everything's sourced from the Midwest between Wisconsin, Illinois, Indiana, uh, Ohio, and Michigan. And it just depends, wow. on, depends on what we're making. But um, just to back up one step, for those that may not um, be keen on, on understanding what, what is distillation, right? Um we have a koozie at our, it's called, we call it our gift shop, our tasting room. 
um, that says every great whiskey started as a beer. And what that means is that, you know, with it, with a beer, you're fermenting hops, right? But, but when you're making a spirit like whiskey or vodka or whatever it might be, you're, you're, you're using grain. So you're fermenting grain and then you're distilling it. And so when you finish your fermentation, you have what looks like oatmeal. And then you put the oatmeal in the still and heat it up. It evaporates and becomes a clear liquid. Looks like vodka. Looks identical to vodka. Um, the vodka comes off the still, except instead of having no flavor, no color, no odor like vodka. Vodka is intended to be a neutral spirit. Whiskey has character. That's what makes whiskey special. And so the this this clear spirit comes off the still and you put it into the barrel. And the moment that the whiskey enters the barrel, if we're talking about bourbon, when it enters the barrel, that's when it becomes a bourbon. So if it ages for one second in a new American oak barrel and it is made with certain grains, you call it a bourbon. And, you know, all of our wood is sourced from uh, right around the Ozarks. There's several, they're called cooperages, the, the barrel manufacturers. And, you know, we, we choose, we do actually, we have a bit of a variety um, in terms of the, the level of the toasting of the wood on the inside of the barrel. But, you know, we, we've always done our best to afford better barrels, like nicer barrels, because they typically, you get what you pay for. That's a lesson that we learned along the way, but really, it's like when you invest in the Ferrari barrels, you get a product. You actually get you get a good product faster, which is pretty cool. Um, all of our whiskey is made in 53 gallon barrels. You'll see some distilleries have the smaller ones. They're like 30 gallon. They're it's something that we've never been a fan of. Um, your whiskey does age faster in the smaller barrels, but sometimes you can't. You can't kind of, I don't, I don't want to say that, but um, yeah, we're just not a fan of the 30 gallon barrels. Some distillers. Are. Sure. Um, so talking about age, how long does it usually take for your, your products? Yeah. So these, this is the bourbon, the cherry and the apple. Um, these are all made with the same recipe, which is 75% corn. 21% rye and 4% malted barley. Same whiskey, but it's at a different snapshot in their life cycle. So the bourbon is aged close to four years. Um, a lot of it's aged for more than four years. The cherry whiskey and the apple whiskey are aged for between two and three years. And the this is the rye whiskey, different recipe, uh, is aged for about four years. And then the bottle that you were just holding, the black one, Yep. The barrel proof, that is aged five plus, probably six plus. Um, that is the uh, that is the nectar right there. <laughs> and I'm holding it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And what you know, one thing I've noticed looking at your, all your bottles, you know, whether it's from things I've seen in the past at your actual um, storefront yep. or having now is that there's one thing they all have identical and that's. They, they label everything with small batches. Mm. So what's the philosophy behind making everything in small batches versus quantity? Yep. So small batch 
allows us to tailor every batch um, thoughtfully. Um, there are a lot of distilleries, you know, the, the big guys that will dump 50 to 100 barrels into a batch. And when you when you combine that many barrels, and they may all be great barrels, but you 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 drowned out the the character and the complexities that make the spirit fun. You know, as we're blending a tank, we're focusing on um, the taste, the aromatics, the um, the length of the taste. Which, um, if you guys aren't familiar with the long taste, it's it's like it's a big thing um, when you when you move on to like the barrel proof. You want to you want to sample it, and then 20, 30 seconds later, you still want that that kind of that tingle of the taste. Um, that follow through. So we, we go through these. It's a very methodical process. But we want to make sure that the math is good, that we're combining specific sets of barrels with specific sets of barrels to get this balance. Um, we say we combine our sevens, eights, and nines to, to land on an eight. And, you know, when you're blending 100 barrels at a time, you, you lose that ability. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, starting off subject two, starting originally with three of you, how big is your team now? We are about 40 strong between the tasting room downtown, the production facility, and we have the uh, tasting room in Detroit. So between all businesses, that's where we're at right now. Sure. Yep. Which... Uh... I work in the Flint, Detroit area, so which I just recently found that out. So I'm very excited to uh, go give you some of my money for sure. <laughs> yeah, right now we're uh, with COVID. We're we have funky hours, so just keep uh, keep an eye on Google if you ever make the trip down. Uh, our, we update our hours all the time, so uh, yeah, would hate for a wasted trip. Oh, right. <laughs> Speaking of that, I mean, if for for the audience members that would be watching this or listening to it what would you say is the best way for them to get some of your, your whiskey? Yeah. So if you're, if you're in state, I would say absolutely check out one of our tasting rooms. Um, we, we have everything that we produce that's both in distribution and a distillery only. So if you want the full variety and you want to pick and choose, you know, from kind of the special lots that we don't put into distribution, tasting rooms are the route. Um, in Michigan, most stores carry the whiskey, especially every Meyer, um, a lot of Costco's and uh, retailers generally. And then out of state, we, we just have a whiskey finder on the website. So, you know, go type in your zip code and it'll populate all the stores. Perfect. Thank God for technology. Amen. <laughs> as long as it works. As long as it works. And I also noticed that we we shared a jar of your cherries. Yep. You know, is there anything else that you've grown further into? Whether it's because uh, I see on on the screen you've got smaller bottles. Is that samples, or do you go above and beyond with other jarred products, or what else are your your ultimate aspirations? Yeah, so we're we're in the process of slowly building out our cocktail ingredients portfolio. You know, we've got the the cherries. Uh, we make simple syrup as well. Um, it's kind of a homemade recipe that we recently put into distribution. Um, we do have the, the smaller bottles that are, those are available at the, the tasting rooms. 
And yeah, I mean, that's, that's the crux of it. That's, that's what we're working on right now. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Was that syrup? What was this like for making mixed drinks or what was the syrup for? Yep, exactly. Um, one of the, well, our best selling cocktail in house is a, in both tasters is a, an old fashioned. And one of the key ingredients to an old fashioned is, um, you know, high quality, non, non synthetic, simple syrup. People will say that simple syrup is just sugar and water. But if you want to take time out of your day to make sugar water, you might guess. <laughs> <laughs> no, that old fashioned hits home for me because oh, yeah. many moons ago when I used to work in Traverse City, yeah. um, I used to work part time for the brew as a, uh, a bartender as well. Oh, cool. And uh, I stopped by your, your cocktail lounge and I was like, hey, you guys looking for an extra hand? Um, because I would go there, I think, every Thursday or Friday night, depending on when I was off uh, off duty. Yeah. And uh, your your old fashions kept me coming. You know, there was something about the the ambiance of your location as well. It was just very chill, um, perfect spot too. You know, you were just on the just a couple blocks away from the main strip. Yep. You know, so yep, yep, yeah. Those old fashions are the lifeblood of the town. Hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'm going to turn the mic over to you because you've got all these other bottles here, and you wanted to talk about samples. So let's give us a rundown of your your bottles um maybe a little bit of like a flavor portfolio and then also what would they go best in so like for example i know last night i had a uh, a hot toddy with Ooh. us so oh, it was good it <laughs> is bold it was good it was good <laughs> yeah let, i'll go uh, I'll, I'll run down the line um share sure. a couple notes about each um and if you guys if you guys have any thoughts or ideas or questions just chime in cool Perfect. So the first product that we brought to market is our straight bourbon. It's bottled at 86 proof and it retails for about $32 in Michigan, a little more, a little less out of state, depending on the, the market. Our second product that we released is our cherry whiskey, which again is the, is the best selling craft spirit in the state. Um, the cherry whiskey, it's the same, same whiskey uh, bottled at a lower proof and steeped with Montmorency sour cherries, all from Northern Michigan. And this retails for about $30. We recently released the uh, our apple whiskey, which is a Michigan apple. It's a blend of three varieties of apples from a farm 20 minutes away. And it's the same process, uh, just bottled, same process as the cherry, but just bottled at a slightly higher proof this is 70 proof. This is 80 proof. So cherry is by far our most approachable expression. Again, these are all the same recipe, uh, 75 corn, 21 rye, 4% malted barley. And this is our, our North Coast rye whiskey. Uh, it's a blend of two rye recipes. Uh, one is 100% rye and the other is a 95% rye, 5% malted barley. Um, ryes are typically either spicy or buttery, and we built the North Coast rye to be a combination of the two. So it's kind of got that nice, nice balance uh, between spice and butter. And you, here's an example of a tasting room only expression. So this is available in both 
uh, Detroit and up in Traverse City. This is our wheat whiskey. It's a 95% wheat, 5% malted barley. It's, uh, it's only aged for five years. It is delightful. If you're looking to try a new um, variety of whiskey, this is a really good spot to start. Um, I, if and when you make it in, uh, this is a, a solid expression to sample. Uh, the only other two that I don't have on hand are the barrel proof bourbon that Vince you have and our barrel proof rooming. Yeah, right there. Yep. So those are the only two. Just like that. And those are just the more mature versions of of these two. So higher proof and um, these are the the barrel proof versions are are typically blended with less barrels if if they're with even more than one barrel. We do um sure. we do single barrels for different groups that want to select their own barrel. So I noticed the uh, the barrel proof uh, bourbon has an award attached to it. Yes. How did you obtain that? <laughs> so that that is a double gold and best in category from the uh, San Francisco International Wine and Spirits Competition. That was in 2019. The judges happened to um, love the whiskey that year. It was great whiskey, uh, double gold. I just learned that I learned this after we won that award, but double gold just implies that um, all judges equally agreed that it was a gold medal. So it was a unanimous gold medal. Um, that that bottle, that that whiskey really put Traverse City whiskey on the map. No kidding. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that uh, got a lot of love that year and this year. Uh, it also won a gold. In the same competition this is like it's like the most prestigious whiskey competition in the country so was, now is that something you applied to be a part of or yeah. did you get like nominated yeah, no, by the community whatever what expressions we want to submit any, in any given year based on where the products are at in their life cycle and we submitted that uh last couple of years and it seems to be doing quite well sure phenomenal philosophy and our saying for our podcast is to stay within thin lines. So this goes for military nurses, everything I talked about that has some sort of uniform for public service. And uh, we, we thrive on our audience and our guests to be able to, to kind of put that plug. So in your own ways or in your own way, um, how would you incorporate that phrase to your organization? I know it's tough, you know, I know it's hard to, to kind of think about it, but just the phrase of stay within thin lines, how would you incorporate that into uh, your mission or your philosophy? Stay within thin lines. So could you give me an example of just how that, how you view that philosophy? Sure. So thin lines, every, every service, so whether it's fire, red line, police is blue, uh, military is green. So what we've tried to incorporate as a podcast is for all these service members to have a place that we could all go to. So not just, you know, as a separate um, identity, more so of like what makes us all unite. 
And uh, that goes for education and and the ultimate mission of making sure everybody goes home safe and and uh, and well. Um, so with that, what with that idea of of the teamwork, the camaraderie, the sure your job may be different, but your your mission's the same for each other. Um, how do you incorporate that into your whiskey company? So thinking about, for example, the three of you. You know, yep. and you t- you touched up on the idea that you, with the pandemic, you didn't want to lose any employees. And in fact, you gave more to the community. You gave a lot to, to the fire department because I follow them still. Um, but again, I know yeah. it's a hard question. So, no, it's, you know, the, where my mind goes uh, to answer that question is really around our kind of our mission statement for our new for the new facility that we're building. And part of that mission statement lives around this idea that the environment that we're creating for our guests needs to be humble and approachable. So we've, you know, so we're building this new distillery in Traverse City and we visited many, many, many distilleries across the world. And the one thing that's always daunting, especially with a more industrial operation when we're touring is it's not approachable. It's not easy to understand. If you're a whiskey nerd, you get it because you've seen it and heard it and have done the the research to, to just understand it generally. Um, But, you know, our, our philosophy, our our company's philosophy, our team's philosophy is to make sure that we are first and foremost humble with everybody that we meet and represent ourselves to. And we also want, well, we do it now, but we want to maintain a very humble attitude and approach to be to be receiving of anybody um, that knows whiskey doesn't know whiskey wants to learn doesn't want to learn it's it's we we, we have we have two policies in house one no shit talking about anybody competitor anybody within the city anybody in the community if if you run your mouth you're fired there's just you, you can't bring that toxicity under our roof um, to always be supportive of yourself, your team. You know, we ask ourselves the question, who is a guest? Everybody's a guest. Your team members are guests. The FedEx driver's a guest. People coming into the still house, the tap room, they're all guests. Treat everybody with respect and let that kind of be a beacon to, to everybody that we interact with, that this is who we are and this is what we stand for. And this is what, you know, this is what we believe in. Perfect. Phenomenal. So I know Randy's trying to get back here. I'll make sure he doesn't have anything else he wants to add. Um, while we're on the conversation here, is there anything? So are you guys cigar smokers? We are. Yeah. Okay. We, uh, we, we dabble from time to time. Perfect. Are you guys cigar smokers? We are very much. So my question for you is, what is your ultimate cigar? Yeah, you know, it's your timing is impeccable. I just had it um, a few days ago, and it's a a Fuente Gran Reserva. Okay. And it was uh, you know we have Nolans up here in Traverse City, and they just they do a marvelous, marvelous. Oh, job. Nolans is phenomenal. And, yep. Yeah. They, so we, we, they're a cocktail lounge, right? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. They're a cocktail lounge, cigar bar. Um, they've got a 
huge, beautiful walking humidor. They're friends. Oh, actually, so they you can find Traverse City whiskey on their shelves, or oh yeah, there we go. Yep, yep, perfect. Welcome back, Randy. Glad to be back. Is there? I got a glass of drink, so that's that was the most important part. Perfect. <laughs> Is there anything you would add or ask uh, Chris from here on out? Um, well, I heard the cigar part, and I'm sure I'll hear more of it later. But uh, sure. just uh, thank you so much for. Um, plugging us and being able to plug you guys and um, and thank you for uh, having a locally grown reasonably expensive spirit to enjoy yeah and um, absolutely it's, it's a pleasure and just to to just share the kudos you guys I'm I love I, I whether you classify yourselves as entrepreneurs or not this is a very entrepreneurial endeavor and I applaud it, and I look forward to hearing more about it. And they always say the first 10 episodes are the hardest. Um, once you pass that, that 10 marker, you're, uh, you've got you know, momentum to keep on, keep on trucking. So I, I wish the best for you, and uh, I'll continue to follow along as you, as you build, uh, build out this passion project. Absolutely. We appreciate that. I do know that one thing, because um, Randy and I, we've talked about this for two years, well over two years about doing this. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, when I finally reached out to somebody on your Instagram and they said, yes, they'd love to be a part of it. I'm going to say straightforward, you and your willingness to accept us for our, our episode was the inspiration to get us all together and truly get this going. You know, so yeah. with this being the last question I'll ask you, yeah. what was your, as the collective, ultimate inspiration and I guess, who did you look up to to really get your ball rolling for your company? Wow, that is a deep. <laughs> <laughs> no there pressure. No, there's several ways to answer that question. Mm -hmm. um, you know, my I mentioned this earlier, but my father's a cherry farmer. He Correct. always he always worked for himself, and he always worked hard, always and. And I, I ventured off and worked for, you know, several corporations for the better part of a decade. And my inspiration for um, really chasing this hard with, with everything that I had or have was the, um, I don't know, I guess my, my father was my inspiration. Just having that, you know, you guys mentioned earlier the, the work-life balance and he, you know, I was growing up, he learned that he was able to be there with my sister and I growing up. And and I knew that if I was a slave to a corporate system, I wouldn't have that flexibility. So really kind of chasing that. It's really chasing the work-life balance and being inspired by my father's, uh, you know, very um, elegant portrayal of that in her childhood. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. We'll say I just opened this bottle of Michigan apple that I had. Um, and that is oh. by far the best take tasting I've ever put in my mouth. So, wow. Does it say on the back? Right in the front, right in the front neck label. Uh, right up. Yep. Zero, zero, one. <laughs> what? Right, up. right on. That's it looks crazy. like a zero to me. Zero, 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 one. Yep. 
Yep. You gonna save me some of that, Randy? Nope. <laughs> nope. Well, Perfect. Thank you again for making time. Yeah, no, thank, thank you, you for sir. your time, Chris. We really appreciate it. Yep. And I'm here if you need anything else. All right. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Likewise. Thank you. Cool. Cheers. Have a good day. Cheers. Well, that about wraps us up in our interview with Traverse City Whiskey and one of their co-founders, Chris. As much as we appreciate their time and as much as we appreciate the generosity they shared with us, giving us advice and promoting us, giving us an opportunity to have a small partnership. Traverse City Whiskey alone has been somewhere, definitely has a spot somewhere in my heart. Um, When I spent my time in Traverse City, it was my go-to whiskey. And they are a community of whiskey distillers that have a sense of foundation and remain humble. And they're willing to help individuals as ourselves to grow into the dream that we're trying to get to, just like they were once before. And just having the conversation with him alone has showed me that it is these individuals that we look up to that are the most humble and the most willing to help each other out so we thank you from from all of us within within the thin line community we are thankful for their time and their generosity towards us so as i always do for all my episodes i always want to remind you that no matter where you are whatever it is that you do you know what let's have chris take this one the uh and don't forget You have to stay within thin lines. I like it. I perfect. I appreciate it. (laughs) 